أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبدون وإياك نستعين إحدنا صراط المستقيم صراط الذين نمت عليهم غير المكذوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين آمين رب إشرح لي صدري رب إشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحد الأقدم من نساني يفقه قولي بسم الله صلوات وسلام على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وعالي وصحابي أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بس كذا جيت على هذا وين أنا يدوم فاتح So we talk about today, Usman. Talking about uh, the importance of being dutiful to your parents, the importance of kinship to their parents, and vice versa. Subhanallah. Heavy topic. Heavy topic about like I mean, because if you if you're not good to your parents, how are you gonna be good to your siblings? How are you gonna be good to your friends? If you're not gonna to, be good to, to your anybody? parents, who will you be good to? Yeah, like, you even you even hear people nowadays they say like if he can't even treat his mother right, how do you think he's gonna treat you, you right? It, Subhanallah. Like <clears throat> like imagine the person who raised you and birthed you and ha- like knows everything about you and you're you're willing to betray them or go against what they say like how could you be loyal to anyone else how could you even be loyal to allah like subhanallah it's crazy and it's a two-sided topic i mean there are parents who are like who are not good to their children there are children who are not good yeah. to their parents there are definitely yeah, parents they're... who are not worthy or deserving of being parents when life it's crazy it's i mean right. what allah, when allah said he was going to test you with children what did, like what does that mean that doesn't they're a blessing for the most part but they could be they could be they the reason hold. you go to hellfire man like they could be treating them. Yeah, like if you mistreat them, if you don't raise them right, like if you don't raise them on the fitrah of like, you know, worshiping Allah, like what if you raise them, but you don't raise them right as a Muslim and then they end up being atheists? What are you going to do? <laughs> like, dude, imagine, imagine, that's on you. Imagine your bloodline of Muslims ending from you because you didn't know how to raise your children. Like, subhanAllah, it's crazy. Yeah, imagine you being the last Muslim. But even, subhanAllah, that's, that's crazy. Like, but, also looking at it on the other side of things, like as a young Muslim person, treating your parents is up there when it goes into um, actions as a, as a Muslim. Being dutiful to your parents is up there. Like Allah in the Quran says, don't even say so much as oof. To your parents, yeah. Like that's crazy. Like subhanAllah, like how many of us, how many, how many people in Go the Western there, world, they, they curse at their they parents? They curse their parents. They groan at their parents. They... You know, they, it's tell, crazy. they tell them to do it themselves. Like they'll cut family. <laughs> nah. they'll cut the ties up with their parents. Like, like they'll, they'll as soon even, as they like, turn like eighteen or something, they'll, they'll leave. just leave and they'll, they'll never come back. And then their parents end up in a retirement home, and then your parents are wondering where they where you are. Like they're like you're. This is your children. Like that, those are your parents. This is blood. This isn't just like no ordinary relationship. This is like you only get two set. You only get one or, set of or parents. people. People can't wait to cut the ties with their parents. People can't wait to you know move out or not speak to their parents again. It, it's crazy. I mean, like for some some situations, yeah, okay, I understand. You know, there's abusive homes. There's like there are abusive parents and stuff like that. But completely cutting ties of kinship, that's a big no no. Like you 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 should not be doing that because we're we're told the best the best of deeds that you could do is your prayer and then and being dutiful to your parents. Mm-hmm. Being dutiful to your parents is like it's it's so high up there. Like it could be a test that you're going through something like this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, they get blind at that. When when someone gets tested with a calamity that's so large, they might lose sight of what, what's going on, what's, what it's for. Like, oh, yeah, this is Allah testing me. They might look at it like, man, this is like I'm just going through this. Nobody's seeing me. Nobody's seeing my struggle. Like, I'm suffering in silence. But in reality, you're not. Allah is, Allah is seeing you. Allah has decreed that, the, that they are your parents. Allah has chosen your parents for you, right? And he's commanded you to be dutiful mm-hmm. to them. 
even even though of course we know we know we have abusive home we, we know we have abusive parents we know that your parents can be very difficult at sometimes but you should at least respect them at a distance mm -hmm. and if anyone who's struggling with a parents who are mistreating them or doing bad things to them understand like just look at prophet ibrahim his father literally wanted to stone him for saying that god is one his father literally wanted to stone him what did what did ibrahim he said Salama, he said, peace be upon you. I'll seek forgiveness for you. But Allah said that his... his like, it's, it's not going to do anything for it because his, yeah, his dad was obviously a kafir. But, and speaking about like, you know, what you're... Speaking about that, right? Allah says like, indeed, neither their children nor their wealth will help them against Allah. And those people will be fuel of the fire, the disbelievers, right? Yeah. So this is why, you know, Ibrahim alayhi salam, even he couldn't even help his father. But, you know, he, he tried. He, he did his best. He did his best. He still Allah. made dua. Like, he, yeah. still, he still made the dua. Yeah, like... Um, it's a dua. He made dua for himself, for his parents, and all the believers. And even though his his father, like he's a, he was a disbeliever, it was right in his face. This man is a prophet. He's he's the close friend of Allah. Yeah, Ibrahim Alayhi Salam is Khalil Allah. And like his dad is sitting there like, yo, why yeah. are you destroying it, my even, uh, my like, idols? Even looking at like Ibrahim, Prophet Ibrahim Alayhi Salam, his situation, he was a youth. He was a youthful man. He was a young person. Like, and. It's not like he was already established himself. Like, dude, this was his father. This is the person who took care of him when he was little. But even he he saw it, like his truth was more valuable to him than his own parents. And his parents couldn't even see that. And his parents, they, he was among the people who he wanted to stone him. He said, if you don't stop this, I'm going to stone you. I'm going to stone you. I'm like, could you imagine? Can you imagine from your own parents, like the ridicule, like this is probably one of the worst types of pain of like a person can feel is the resentment from their like from their parents. Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam went through it and look, he he earned a status unlike no other, the Khalid Allah, the friend of Allah. SubhanAllah. It's, bro, it's a, it's a tough situation when you look at something like that because people will be so ready to cut their family ties. And I'm like, I'm sitting here like, bro, you have one set of like family. Like mm -hmm. you, it's not like uh, if you're a widow, like you can't, your spouse can't die and then you can go find another one. Like if Allah grants you another spouse, right? You can't do that. Here, there's no parent, you don't get another set of parents. These parents, they'll you'll know them like for most of your life. Mm -hmm. Like you'll they're they're there when you're born. They birth you. Like <laughs> they literally birth you. Besides Allah, nobody knows you better than your parents. SubhanAllah. And it's like even in the Quran, when Allah is talking about what he ordained for mankind, he says, We did not ordain for mankind except to worship Allah, like none other than him and associate no partners with him. And then right after that, he says, into parents good treatment. Like subhanAllah, like it's up there with those deeds, with worship. That's how important it is being dutiful to your parents. I mean, it could be it could be the avenue of going to paradise or going to hellfire. I mean, we've, we've, heard, we've heard things like, yeah. you know, paradise lies beneath you know, your mother's feet, yeah. you know, things like that. So like, that just shows the importance of treating your mother well, especially your mother. Because first, Allah, he shapes you in the moon. And then your mother took care of you. Mm -hmm. And then Allah made the impossible happen by your birth. And then your parents raised you and took care of you. Like, even just for the mere fact of that, you should be grateful to your parents, no matter how bad they treated you after that. Like, there are, there are people who have asked advice, like, oh, like, what do I do if I have, like, these, uh, if I have parents or if I have these close relatives, like, people who are really close to me. And, you know, they're, they're just, they're not good to them. They mistreat them. Maybe they're not so, like, they may be verbally abusive rather, or physically abusive or something like that, but they don't want to completely cut ties with them. Like, what do you, what do you tell someone like that? Don't cut ties with your parents, but like, respect them, but from a distance. Obviously, what they're doing is not right, and like it's completely prohibited in Islam. But 
Like, See, look, I've I've dealt, I've seen, and I know people personally who who deal with things like this, right? And my my advice that I give them is, of course, respect them at a distance. And anytime you see the opportunity to, where you know where there's a gate to be able to talk to them or to you know associate with them, you should you should go for it, no matter what. Even all the way up until the day that you die, you know, you you never really know when they could have a change of heart at some point in time you i really believe ne- you should never feel any resentment towards your, like or hate absolute hatred towards you like absolute hatred yeah. obviously like maybe you, like you can hate what work. they're doing but yeah. don't hate your parents it's a, it's a tough, once again it's a tough though, pill to those swallow. parents are your only set of parents like you don't get another one when you die your, your parents they're not with you they can't come to you and whether you like grave. it or not yo yo when you hear the death like even if you like you're not with them when you hear the death of your parents you no matter who you are you'll it will, why, it will hit you. It will hit you. That's why Allah praises the orphan in the Quran. Yeah, subhanAllah. Like, brother. I was going to speak. Yeah, like, <laughs> he praises the orphan in the Quran so many times. Like, we could we could talk about Surah Doha just because, like, that was, that's a situation that purely revolved around like, what happened to the Prophet. Bro, I, was sitting here, I was sitting here and thinking, I was like, damn, we're talking about, like, parents. I was like, what about the orphan? I was like, bro, look at how Allah has praised, the, like, why has Allah praised the orphan in the Quran? What is different between a regular person and the orphan? The orphan has no parents. And this alone, him growing up with no parents, like, it is such a burden. It's like, dude, it's a pain that no one else in the world can feel except the orphan. Yeah. And that that sets them apart. Like, th- these set of parents sets them apart from the rest. Like, subhanAllah. Like, imagine earning the praise of Allah, subhanAllah. Like, that's crazy. Imagine being an orphan, growing up in the system, and then you still find Islam. Like, think about how, how honored you are as a human being. Like, your status will be raised. Your status will be raised on the day of judgment. Like, so this is why I'm telling for the people who have parents, especially parents who are still alive, like, mm-hmm. okay, if it's difficult, okay, respect them from a distance. You know, the, what Allah says, like, worship him first, regardless of anything else, worship Allah first. Because mm-hmm. your relationship with Allah, the only way you could break is if you turn away from him. Mm-hmm. But see, with your parents, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. With Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as soon as you turn away from him, that's, that, that's on you. Like everything, your link, your link is broken. It's not going to hurt a leg. It's going to hurt you. But with your parents, like, that could hurt both of you. With Allah, the benefit is purely upon you. There's no benefit for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with your connection with him. So you turn to Allah first, and I promise you, if, you're, if your relationship with Allah is strong, then you'll be able to handle whatever you go through. If, Allah is not going to put you through something you can't bear. And like I said, he's decreed these parents for you. So what makes you think that, you know, he, he doesn't think that you can handle them? Yeah, exactly. Like, Obviously, obviously, you can handle whatever it is that you're going through, and um, for there, there are people who I've seen like uh, who have talked about difficult situations with their parents, especially Muslims. Like I've seen it on social media, and they'll talk about their their experience. Like like one, I saw a girl who said she was forced into hijab by her father, and then she ended up taking it off when she got to high school. I was like, dang. I was like, I was thinking about. It. I was like, man, what if I was a father and that happened to me? So it's like truly, it's a difficult situation. Exactly, like, I'm, trying difficult to think, I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, that's actually crazy to think about. Like people, people like to talk about, oh, if I was a parent, I wouldn't do this, or if I was a parent, I, but you, you truly don't know how difficult it actually is to be a parent. You're not a parent. You've never had kids before. You don't know. You don't know the difficulty of it. You don't know the stress of it, bro. You have like we we have no idea what it takes, especially as a Muslim parent, because. Our child, like, if we if we can't raise them right and they end up being a disbeliever, that's going to say a lot about us. Mm-hmm. Like, if, we, if we're not pushing them to pray, like, I'm not saying forcing, like, but there, 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 is, a, there is a level to it because, uh, 
strongly encouraged. Like, there, there's a strong encouragement. Like, you could discipline them, like, essentially. But, but there is there's no a, they get to a certain age where if they're not doing it, then the burden is lifted from your shoulders. Because then it, there's a, it gets to a point where it's going to be upon them now. Because they're mature enough to know they have to pray. They have to, they have to fast. Like, they have to forbid uh, evil and do good. Yeah, but even so, like, when they reach, like, the that age of maturity and when they can really tell the difference between right and wrong and they're on their own now and they're on their own intellect. The, in the Quran, like, Surah Ma'idah, it says, do not, uh, and I quote, when it said to them, come to what God has set down and to the messenger, they say what we inherited from our forefathers is good enough for us, even though their forefathers knew nothing and were not guided. And then the next verse, you who believe, you are responsible for your own souls. If anyone else goes astray, it will not harm you so long as you follow the guidance. You will all return to God and he will make you realize what you have done. Like, that's what I'm that's saying. Verse number 104 and 105. What your parents can only, they can only teach you. You're not going to, you, you don't follow them. Like, even if you're a Muslim, you don't follow your parents. Your parents are your role model. The Rasul, alayhi salatu wasalam, is your role model. And then even so, you're not responsible for them, nor are they responsible for you once you've been, once you attain a certain age, essentially. I think, I think like a lot of what we do wrong, yourself. I think a lot of what we do wrong is we put our parents on a pedestal. Like, yeah, these are our parents. Like, we hold them in a high status because mm -hmm. obviously being dutiful to your parents. But they are not a prophet. They are not God. Like so you even, have, you yeah. have the best example for mankind. Especially when I, when I said, like, you get to a certain age, it's it, the duty falls upon you to find out about your religion, to find out like why Islam is the truth for you, not why you follow it because your parents said so, not why you, you wear hijab because your dad said so. Like, no, it, the duty falls upon you. Like, oh, if you're a woman, why am I wearing hijab? Am I wearing because my dad told me or because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told me? Like you have to ask yourself these types of questions. Even in, even so, like in a cultural settings, maybe your parents want you to go to some place. Maybe like a, it's a wedding and there's free mixing. Like even so, is what Allah says decreed more important than what your parents was. Your parents more more important than what Allah has decreed, essentially. And like you don't follow your parents. What your parents say is not always right. They're still humans. They're still subject to the same sins that you are subject to. Why? That's of yeah, course. exactly. This, this exactly. is a good point yes. right here. Your parents could still sin. Your your parents are not perfect. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, I feel like a lot of people, they don't want to, you know, learn for themselves. They just want to follow what their parents do because it is easy. They don't want to, they don't want to have it any other way, right? Because they don't know any other way. They're scared to go out there and, and find the truth for themselves. And this right here is, mm -hmm. this right here could be your ultimate destruction because, you know, if you don't know the answers for yourself, then how, how you know, you're going to be held to account. Yeah. And how are you going to be able to answer? Yeah. What you're saying, like what you're saying, it makes perfect sense because I've seen, I've talked to people where they're, or, or I've seen it for myself and they'll be like, uh, they'll be afraid to be finding the truth because they'll be like, oh, this is what my parents said, or this, I've seen my parents doing this, even though it's not right. And I'm like, man, if you sought the knowledge yourself, maybe you're afraid to seek the knowledge because you'll find out it's actually wrong. Like people are telling you what's wrong, but you you don't care because your parents either allow it or they told or you you're allowed to do it or something life. like that. Yeah. Like some people, some people fail to realize that at a certain when you reach a certain age, you're like, like for the men, you're no longer a mommy's boy. You have to understand stuff for yourself. You have to like acquire knowledge for yourself, like and implement that knowledge for yourself. And it's not it's not going to be up to your parents. It's going to be up to you. ultimately your own decision like Allah says in the Quran you're responsible for your own souls it's the accountability that we are not taking a part of and then on the day of judgment like on the day of judgment your parents they're not they're gonna flee from you do you know what as the if they never even knew you this is that we see today of you know people just want to follow what their parents are doing when we look at the holiday of Christmas a lot of people don't even know what Christmas really is or mm. where it comes from they just fall they just celebrate it because their father celebrate uh celebrated it but they don't exactly know the true origins of it like you even see people who are not so-called Christian they'll celebrate Christmas you see the atheist celebrating because it's, it, it's, it's, it's a, just becoming you know it's become a business but like just think about that a lot of people like 
and this this may go for you. you might be celebrating things or doing things and you might not even know the the, the origin of it and this right here is scary to to think about right well yeah i've seen i've seen a lot of muslims who speak about like holidays they're just like oh so i'm sinful for saying merry christmas to someone like i mean yeah you are you're partaking in uh the, their holiday and their cultural tradition whatever it is because mm -hmm. What we are told by the Prophet, Wasalam, whoever imitates the people is one of them. them. Like you're among them. Like don't you don't want to associate with none of these people. Because mm -hmm. on the day of judgment, if you're yeah, if you're if, caught associating with any of these people, you could be punished for that. If you were truly fearful of Allah, like would that even would that question even cross your mind, subhanAllah? If if Allah tells you to stay away from something, something like zina, even though Zina has many forms. If he tells you to stay away from all types of Zina, the no, smallest say, kinds and the major He says, don't even go near it. Don't even go near it. Why would you go near the beliefs of the pagans, the beliefs of the disbelievers? Like anything that they associate with, like in their belief, why would you go near it? Like that, that's like me saying, oh yeah, I'm going to wear a shirt that has Jesus on the cross, but I, I don't believe it. I'm just supporting my Christian friend. Like, like what? What I, do I look I've, like? I've seen, I've, I've even seen a lot of non-Christians uh, non that wear a cross. And they don't even believe in Jesus, nor nor <laughs> like they, they don't follow, even, They follow blindly. They sometimes. just follow blindly, and like this is this is you know very scary. In Islam, we don't have this concept of blind faith. And if you're a Muslim who grew up with blind faith, then you need to go out and seek the knowledge. You need to go out and you want to learn and to learn the knowledge for yourself. You need to be able to answer questions for yourself because, like I said, you will be accountable. You will be asked, and well, how are you going to answer? I no, there, there, wait, hold on. There is there is an, a, a case, a severe case today of blind faith among Muslims. I'm like we like I'm talking about like our teen, our adolescents, our, our generation basically. They're among those people who might be like blindly following Islam because just be, uh, what their parents have taught them. Like they'll take what no, their parents have taught them, and then their parents will just stop. Like they'll get to like the age of puberty or something, and then the parents will just stop. They won't enforce the, nothing upon them. Like the father won't enforce the uh, the hijab on on his daughter. Like I'm when I say enforce, I just mean like uh, encourage, it. like encourage, it. like tell her to wear the hijab. Don't just let her go out, going out wearing two tops or, or because like bathing like you these have bikinis or whatever, bro. You have to understand from a father's uh, from a father's point, or like say a brother's from a mahram's point. If their daughter or sister is going out like this, you know the the. The burden lies upon them. They're mm -hmm. sinful for that if mm -hmm. they didn't advise you. And that's the reality that no one like really likes to talk about. Like, oh, you guys can blame the men. Oh, men, they don't even, they don't realize. Well, the things. men are responsible. Like, but we're responsible. Like, we will be held. I mean, the men are maintainers or protectors of the woman. The men like, have a responsibility. They have an authority over the woman. If we were to have a sister and she were to go out, like either going out modestly or immodestly, literally we're responsible for that. Allah's going to, like, Allah will actually ask us about There will this. be three people on the day of judgment Allah will not look at. And one of them will be the youth, the one who allowed his, his sister, his mother, his wife, his daughter, or, you know, to, to go out in this woman, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the subject of parents. You, you brought this up er earlier, narrated by Ibn Masood. A man asked the Prophet, what's the most beloved deeds to Allah? What are the, the most beloved deeds? It's the prayer. Like, oh, what's the best deed? What's the, the first prayer. one? And what's the, the second prayer. one? Being dutiful to your parents. SubhanAllah. Allah Akbar. Like, that's number two. That's crazy, man. Like, I remember I was having a conversation with a brother. Like, I'm not going to say where he was from. I was having a conversation with a brother in the car. He, he told me, he was like, dude, how's your relationship with your mom? I was like, why is he asking me that? Because I keep in mind, I just met this brother. He was like, I was like, it's good. Alhamdulillah. He was like, bro, let me tell you something. Like, Muslim to Muslim, he was like, once you have a good relationship with your mom, everything in the world will just begin to fall into place. I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, subhanAllah, brother, right on. I believe, I believe what you're saying. I was like, I was like, why are you telling no, me? No, but this? there's nothing, nothing and he it, said it, is wrong. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, nothing he said is wrong. He was like, dude, I had a friend, like, dude, he he used to like have beef with his mom, but like he fixed up his kit, his ties, like they re reconciled, and literally he found a wife, he got a job, 
it, like he's living good now, subhanAllah. And then it, after that, it inspired me to uh, um, fix my relationship with my mom. And then after that, literally, like I got accepted into like school and stuff like this. And he was, he was like ecstatic. He said everything was just falling into the place. He was like, my advice to you, like settle your kinship with your parents. I was like, like, dude. I'm straight, dude. I was like, I'm good. I'm chilling, dude. <laughs> but he was just giving good advice. I was like, subhanAllah, man. That's crazy. No, that is true. It I've, I've, seen it, I've seen it from, from non-Muslims, people who have horrible relationships with their mother or with their father, with both. And then I'll see their life is just going down the drain. Like there, there's things that just not going good for them. And then they'll start questioning things like, yo, why is this happening to me and stuff? And I'm like, man, get the mind the dean. You don't have dean, bro. Like, <laughs> like you don't have, like, you, like, have no, you have no more like, values. Look how you, look you, how you no treat your parents. Ethics. Yeah, exactly. Like if you're not, if you can't treat people around you well, then how do you expect to get treated treat, well? Yeah, exactly. Like, and your parents are the most beloved ones to you. And they Dude, you are even, the most beloved ones to them. Even looking at from a non-Muslim uh, standpoint, I remember I, I was, you know, I was watching videos about, you know, different types of rappers, right? And how that how they came up and basically a lot of them said that they went through they were they went through difficulty with their parents you know with their especially their mother but then once they got to that you know once their lifestyle started to change they wanted to take care of their mothers and you know it doesn't matter how how bad their past was once they fixed that they were successful in that that portion yeah, of their life like and I they was wanted saying, to take care of their mother it's like i was saying your parents are the most beloved to you you're the most beloved to them now think of i want you to think about it in a social setting like imagine you're with people like like you don't even know but you like You've, you've just met them in a social setting. How could you expect them for you to treat them well and them to treat you well? Like as a person, if your parents can't even, like if you're not even obedient to your parents and your parents mis don't dislike you from your actions or you can't even treat your parents well, how do you expect to treat them well and have manners and have a khlaq? Like, like, I don't understand. I don't, like, is it, add, is it adding up? Yeah, of course, like just think about it like this, simply speaking. If, if a brother can't treat his mother right, what makes you think he's going to treat his wife right or the other way around? If a sister can't listen to what her dad has ordained for her, what makes you think that she's going to listen to you as a husband or that she's going to have any type of respect for you? That's why when also when you get married, you got to marry the family too, man. You got to make sure that they come from a good family. Just like they got to make sure you come from a good family. They got to know everybody because they got to know what they're getting into. Like there's no... I would run away if I saw like, okay, yeah, the wife's good, but if her parents are not good, like, or if they if they don't have a good relationship with each other, man, that's gonna like that's gonna scare me off. Like, bro, I understand if you can't have them at a distance, but if you if they're just not good people, that's like that's gonna hurt me, because I'm like, bro, we the relationship I have with my parents, I would want that for my wife as well. Like, you gotta uh, the Prophet he saw to Sam, he he told uh, he said that like. Your bestest friend in this world is your mom. He said, you're, and then someone said, uh, I don't remember who who. It was asked. reported by Abu Huraira. It was um, uh, a person said, Allah's messenger who amongst the people is most deserving of good treatment. So it was just a person. He said, he said, your mother. And then he asked again. And then he said, again, your mother. He asked again. He said, again, your mother. And, and then, then your father. And then your father. He asked again. And then he said, your father. And then your near, and then your nearest relative and according to the order of nearness. So just your family so are immediate. Like basically. Basically, the best people who deserve your good treatment here, who like deserve your friendship, who deserve everything from you, is your is your mother. Three times. Three times. Your Before mother, your, your mother, your mother, then your father. That's crazy. So think about that. Look at the importance. Like, think about how important the ties of your kinship are. Think of how important like your success in this dunya will be if you have good relationship with your parents. Or if the relationship's not good, you just, you respect them, you have love for them, you take care of them the way that you can because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordained upon the child to take care of the, the parents in the old age. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, I'm not gonna say, I can't say he curses, but he will, uh, 
he will punish you if you literally just leave your parents. Like if, if they're sick, if they're in old age and they need help and no, none of the children come to help, bro, they're going to be punished for that. You're going to be asked about it for sure. Because like they took care of you when you were young. So when they, when they get old, when like, like how Allah said, he takes uh, the, uh, the baby, makes it uh, like they grow up, then they basically become a baby again. They need to be taken care of. If you're not taking care of your parents in their old age, bro, bro you will like, be asked about that, wicked. man. Like you're wicked. You're wicked. Like they you're took wicked. care imagine, of you. Imagine, like, your parents, they raised you your whole life, and you just send them to a nursing home, and then you just forget about them. And then you talk to them over the, over the phone maybe once a month, once a year, you know, and then they just they just die, and you you just don't care. Like, how, wic how wicked, how treacherous of a person are you for that? That, that shows a lot about your character. SubhanAllah. Like, that, it's... It's a it's a horrible situation, especially when you think about how that on the day of judgment you're gonna be running away from your family. Your family's gonna be running away from you. Like even if you were to think about it, like oh yeah, me, I'm gonna go look for my mom, and she's gonna be like, no, like get away from me. Like I, I'm trying to take care of myself. Like how would you feel? How would that make you feel? Even just knowing that, just knowing that thought, the fact that your mom and your dad they're gonna be running away from you, no matter how much you love them. Like they they have, uh, and the only way you can you can reunite with them, the only way you'll remember them is if you. Uh, are a good person. You you so forbid the evil and you did good and you you um like you adhered to the five pillars of Islam. You you prayed. You fasted. You went to Hajj if you could. You did. Uh, you gave your zakat. You were an honest Muslim. Like you truly believed in Allah in the last day. Like if that's the only way you you remember your parents, because in Surah Al Qariyah, Allah says your mother will be the fire if you if you go to the hellfire. That's who, that's Ummu Hawiyah. Yeah, that's your mom. Like basically, he's saying like that's all you're gonna know. Yeah. At that point, that's all you're gonna know. Your parents are gonna take know you, you in. The yeah. fire will take you, and it'll hug you like it, like your mother would. Subhanallah. It's gonna punish you over and over again. You won't be able to scream for your mom then. So be good to them while you can right now. That's solution. be good to them, and and then for the people who are who could eventually become parents, or the the parents who are right who are right now who could be watching this, y'all gotta like you need to understand that. Like your children are a way for you for you to get to paradise as well. Mm -hmm. Like they could be a blessing or a curse. Like for one you. of the biggest blessings, like for a man especially, is three daughters. Yeah. Subhanallah. Like, like one of the biggest blessings for a father is is your it's, daughter. It's, it's and if you daughter. if you have a daughter and you can't like teach her the true the right way to Islam, like you and your your spouse teach her the right way to Islam. Like if you're forcing her upon the hijab and then she ends up leaving it, like yeah, that's there, gonna say a lot about you. That's even, not it's not even so. so yeah, it does about say her. about you because like. Like you don't even know much that much about Islam. It's like there's no compulsion in religion. You, all you can do is teach, advise, encourage, and you're you're. It stops there. You got to treat someone the way you would want to be treated. Like why does why do people not get that? Treat people the way you would want to be treated. If you were a woman and you were getting told to wear hijab, how would you want to do it? Would you want to be taught the reason you wear hijab, or would you just want to be told, yo, just put on the hijab, just do it. Don't, don't ask no so. question. Just yeah. do it because I said so. Cover your hair. Cover everything about you just because I said so. Even though all these people out here, they're not covering themselves. You go to school with like these half-naked women and stuff like that. But you cover because I said so. Not because Allah said so. No. Like, you got to teach them the reason why. Like, this is Allah. This is Allah sh protecting you, shielding you from the lustful gaze of Muslims and non-Muslim men. No, like, even so. You have to teach when, people, them when people ask like, when they say things like, oh, why did Allah forbid Zina? Or why did Allah, like, or like, why, why can't Muslims do Zina? Or why can't, uh, why do we have to wear a hijab? Like, I see a lot of people, like, their first response is to, like, explain the wisdom behind it. No, but the first response is the real reason Allah said so. The first, yeah. The, Allah the, knows that which Allah, you do not yeah. know. The real reason is Allah said so. People have told and that's me. that's set yeah. in stone. Look, people have asked me when I took my ethics class. Because I, 
all my answers for ethics, basically morality, was like based on God. I used to say, oh, because God said this, because God did this, because like this is what it says in the Quran. This is what the Sunnah did, like this type of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then these people, they'd ask me, because a lot of them may be either Christian or agnostic or atheist. So then they asked me, okay, if God said killing was bad, would you, uh, uh, if God said killing was good, would you kill? I'd be like, bro. Yeah. If, if, because God was always there. I didn't, God didn't just appear when I was born. So that means killing would have been good the whole time. If God said killing was good, killing would have been good the whole time. So then like. No, but it's also, it's a backward question because the uh, morality we have now from Islam is objective. And the morality that we have is like, no subjection. So like to say, to try and formulate it and to make it into a subjective, like, oh, say, if God were to say killing is good, like, no, that's, well, he already said killing is bad. So you can, that argument can never be it. made. I can't see I can't it any see other it. way. I can't because see it any other way because like, it's an objective. There's, there's faulty questions like, can God make a rock so heavy he, he can't, can't lift? Yeah. Like, no. Or can, uh, what's it called? What's another, what's another faulty question? It's, can God do bad? Or can God do, uh, can God cease to exist? Like, do you see the problem with these questions? Like, what do you mean, <laughs> can God cease to exist? Like, your, your question is flawed. This is illogical. You're just, you're... Like, you're trying to change objective morality. The objective morality we have, because the morality we believe in, it, it hasn't been changed from, from the time of Adam to here. Is all the things that have been right have been right, and all the things that have been good have, or just been, like I mean, this. have been wrong have been wrong. Can a square be a circle? No, because by definition, if it's a square, it can't be a, be a circle. circle yeah. And if a circle can't be a square, like, yeah. or something can't be limited and unlimited at the same time, like, it just doesn't make sense. If something is limited, it can't be unlimited. What'd you tell them? <laughs> well, you tell I, them? I said, like, bro, if God had ordained something that may have been bad, that you think is bad now to be good, then it would have been good the whole time. And meaning from the beginning of time, fault. Yeah, yeah, meaning from the beginning of time, it would have been good. I can't say that something bad that was recently bad just became good. Like that's yeah. different. Because you like Allah has set I, the from their perspective, limits. like bro, their morality is subjective. So like you know, subjective morality is bad. Like, like, clearly, that's have, where you get school shooters. That's where you get rapists from. That's where yeah. you get pedophiles. Because that's look, they, they all had an agenda. They all had a reason why they thought they were right in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Because in their mind, they think they're right from they have a basis of understanding. Like or, in the about, future, you might think the same thing is right because your well, your morality subject to change. You can't what about uh, what about Hitler? He thought he what he was doing yeah, was he right. Was, he yeah. thought that he was about to make the perfect human being. He yeah. thought he was about to make you know the world into perfection. So in his in his own human mind, to his morality, it, he was correct. That's yeah for his and mind. For his no mind, one can argue with that. No one can argue because well, it's objective. It's, it's what he thought was correct. How yeah. how can you defend against this that? This is why you can't you can't bring subjective matters into morality yeah. and ethics and philosophy. I mean, that's a whole another. Yeah, that's, whole, that's a whole another episode. But, like, but school got uh, sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, nah, I mean it wasn't really sidetracked. Cause it was like what basically. We, I mean, we were talking about parents. You. How do we get into morality, <laughs> ethics, and subjective? Bro, because look, listen, treating your parents well is, is good morality. It's objective. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's anyone honestly who, say, good. who can say, like, yeah, subhanAllah. Dude, you, you already know there's there's going to be some dude or some female online that's going to be talking about something. Yeah, treating your parents is bad. They're just false images. <laughs> like, you already know. <laughs> you look, there's there's going to be people out there that say stuff like that. You can, look at, you can look at statistics. Like, for, for parents who treat their, their children bad, then statistically speaking, their children will end up treating their children bad. Like, evolution. The best the best of people will be the the, the grandfather who has a son who's a believer who has a who has a son who's a believer? Who has a son who has a believer? Who's a has a son who's a believer? Like passing down the bloodline, not just not just this blood. I'm talking about the bloodline of Islam, Islam and the brotherhood Allah of Islam. Allah passing Allah that Allah down, Allah man. Allah Allah That's those will be the best of people, the people who keep Islam running through their through their family through generations. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about this faultiest. I'm talking about the haq, the ahl sunnah wa jamaa, the people who follow the Quran and Sunnah. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about those people, the people who are following, uh, who are upon like 
what Allah has commanded, what the, the messenger has said, what the messenger did, right? And for, for the men, since we were speaking a lot about women, just, this is like the last thing. For the men, like, because a lot of men, they, they seem to think that they're above a lot of people. A lot of these Muslim men or these fathers or whatever, they may think they're a lot of, above a lot of people. Like, just because your mom lets you go out with these like five inch shorts going to the gym doesn't mean it's right. Just because your mom lets you go out late at night and you go to the club behind her back or something doesn't mean it's right. Just because they, they let you do these types of things doesn't mean it's right. Because a lot of people go off what their parents say well, is right this, when no, no, no. Allah has said right. is what's at right. At this point, you're a grown man. You should know what's right and what's wrong. Like, subhanAllah. And don't don't try it, to it, put your parents... You. No, don't yeah. try to throw your parents under the bus saying, oh yeah, they let me do this or... Uh, like, what does that mean? That doesn't mean nothing. You let yourself that means do nothing. You decided to do it. On, like, the, day the, judgment, on the day of judgment, that's not going to save you from the hellfire because your parents will not account for your deeds on the day of judgment. Everyone is responsible yeah. for their own actions. Everybody's responsible for their own actions on the day of judgment. And, and whether you believe la ilaha illallah, that's all that matters. If your parents believed it, and you were you were a hypocrite. Allah, that's not gonna. It's not gonna be on them if you were a hypocrite. That's on you. That 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 burden falls upon you now. Allah will not burden anybody with anybody else else's uh, deeds. Like you're not gonna account for nothing of of somebody else. Like at that point, you're responsible for yourself. So like you know, with that being said, you know you take that into account. Like taking the the the, the mindset of. You know, being good to your family, being good to the people around you. Because if you're if you can't be good to your parents, then it, like don't think that you could be good to anybody else. But uh-huh. like, even if you have to be good to your to your family from a distance, do that. You know, be respectful, show them love, even if it, if it's a difficult situation. You know, this this is all qadr Allah, man. Re- believe in qadr Allah. That's part of uh, the pillars of iman. And with that being said, you know, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Just to remind you guys, students of knowledge, we're not scholars. We're doing the best that we can here. Make sure you guys like and share this video. Leave a comment. Share this with your friends and family. Yeah, you don't know whose life you can change by sharing this video. So that being said, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.